And I know God is looking at us like these fucking idiots. Like this is not what I put them there for. Like they just they just skipped over all the simple stuff that's right there in front of them. If it was a snake, it would have bit you in the nose. You're listening to Social Misfit. What's going on, Misfits? Are you getting ready for World War Three? Are you getting ready? Are you rationing? Are you getting ready? Is your bunker ready? Are you getting ready? Listen, I'm not trying to make light of the situation, but like, seriously, it's about to go down. It's about to go down. You know what the worst part about it? It is not black people's fault. Ain't that some shit? It is not about black people's fault that this plane is about to be blown up with nuclear warfare, espionage, et cetera, et cetera. We are not the problem. And you know what? It's like when we finally get to say that we're not the problem, Earth is going to be to dust. They're going to be like, damn, who who destroyed planet Earth? And the last black person going to be like, it wasn't us. And we're going to be left with nothing but cockroaches and ash and radiated water. Okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about... If you've been under a rock the past week, President Putin of Russia has declared um, it's a, it's rap time for everybody. He's saying that he gets to do whatever he wants to do. In this case, invading Ukraine and his reasons for invading Ukraine are bullshit. He's saying that he's trying to denazify it. First of all, the president of Ukraine is actually Jewish. Also, a former comedian who ran as a joke and now is one of the considered one of the badass men of the world because instead of him leaving Ukraine when the threat of war became imminent, he's like, I'm staying. I sent my family off somewhere safe. I'm staying here with the troops. I'm taking up arms and I'm defending my home country. And so that's been like the gag about Ukraine because a lot of Ukrainians are staying behind. Also, he also declared that like any man age 18 to 60 needs to stay. So like it's not like they really want to stay, but like most of them like, no, I'm here. I'm down to stay. So we're dealing with that, right? Um, And then because of Putin's ego, he's saying that if anybody interferes, meaning if anybody sends troops to Ukraine, that he's going to unleash, you know, nuclear war on anybody who gets in his way. The girls are fighting! No! (laughs) There's so much to unpack. We're going to get to all of that. So we're going to talk about that. Um, We're also going to talk about just today, the White House announced that they've kicked out 12 Russian diplomats out of the U.N. because they were spies. Well, let me first say that today's action has been in the works for several months. Uh, We informed the United States informed the United Nations and the Russian mission to the United Nations that we are beginning the process of expelling 12 intelligence operatives from the Russian mission who had abused their privileges of residency in the United States by engaging in espionage activities that are adverse to our national security. So it takes some time to make those evaluations. um, And that, again, those actions were were in the works for a month. And your response to the Russian ambassador who called this a hostile act? I think the hostile act is committing espionage activities on our own soil. We, we yes, they probably were spies. Like we've seen enough uh, James Bond movies to know spies are real. So if you kicking them out now, I'm like, well, why? Why'd you wait so long? But I get it because under Trump, he wasn't going to kick them out. He probably knew they were spies. They was probably going to Mar-a-Lago and eating fucking caviar and shit. And now that he's not in office no more, that's why they really wanted him to win again. Like if Trump won again, trust and believe we would all be speaking Russian in five years. Trust and believe. Trust and believe like he would have sold this country down the motherfucking river and aligned himself with Putin so bad. And I think sometimes you like to think that people are being taken advantage of and being like brainwashed. But no, people are just straight up low down dirty dogs and they're evil and they're mean and they just want money and power and they don't care how they get it. They don't care how they get it. 
I mean, we've all seen Salt, Salt, right? Have you not seen Salt with Angelina Jolie? Like, where she... Salt, you know what I'm talking about. Where she was low-key a spy for... uh, I think it was Russia. And didn't know she was a spy. And so they activated her with a cold word. And then she all of a sudden came back to life and tried to kill the president. So, yeah, there's definitely some spies. But you know what's so crazy? Like, they just get to have all of the crazy money and budget and training. And, like... (laughs) We just got to fend for ourselves. Like America is not prepared to take up arms and defend itself from a foreign, uh, a foreign, foreign oppressor. They keep talking about black people killing each other in Chicago. But at this point, you might as well just train them niggas up and let them have that in case somebody comes to our shores. And all the people that stormed into the Capitol Hill on January 6th, they need to just go right over there and shut Putin down if they really care. <sighs> How y'all doing before I get into all of this? Because I feel I feel a, I feel a rant coming on. How y'all feeling? How y'all doing? Y'all doing good? Um, I'm dropping this podcast a little late today on Monday because I was a little under the weather, but she's getting her strength back. And no, I did not have COVID, but I had to rest up and I did a lot of watching and reading over the weekend. And shout out to my best friend, Valine, who came here to tend to my needs, girl. Um, and I watched some movies and shows that were very interesting. Um, one of them being Kingsman, which is a prequel to the hit movie that came out a couple years ago and has Jamin Hansu. Let's talk about a black history moment. We need to give Jamin Hansu all his flowers because this man has been in countless movies and there was a time when he would be in a movie and he would die in like the first like five minutes, but now he's like living through to the end and he's on the poster, like a big enough face image of him. Like, Jamin Hansu, we need to, you know, this man's been around forever and he looks the same. Jamin Hansu has not aged a, a day. Let me see how old he is. Jamin Hansu is 57 years old. Do you understand? 57. He's looked the same since he was in the Janet Jackson Love Will Never Do video, which had to come out in the early 90s. And he is... 57 years old, doing his own stunts. Do you understand? Doing his own stunts. I don't know if he's doing his own stunts, but like he be out here fighting. He got to do some of the stunts. He's been in so many movies. He's constantly working, minding his business, unproblematic. He does have a son with uh, Kamarly Simmons. I know they allegedly got married, but I think it was just like a ceremonial thing. Like, you know, they went back to his country and they had like got married by the elders. But I don't think there's any legal paperwork on them being together. <sighs> he's out here killing it. I feel like he's been in every he's been in a movie every single year for the past 20 years. I'm just I could be exaggerating, but the man is working. So shout out to John Mahatsu, who was in The Kingsman. And yes, it was a period piece and they were in Britain and he was working for a, like a considered like a nobleman. So he had to call him like my grace and my lord, which kind of rubbed me a little bit the wrong way. But I was like, I guess they're trying to be accurate because The Kingsman takes place in the time. And so if you haven't seen the prequel, The Kingsman is the prequel to the other movie, also something Kingsman. And basically it tells you the origin story of this like secret secret like spy espionage group that wanted to like pretty much like thwart any global threats to humanity and so they're on the side of peace their whole thing is peace the guy is it Rafe Fines? how do I have to know people's name Rafe it is Rafe Fines. Rafe Fines, who is 59 years old they just be out here 
They just be out here rumbling and tumbling. And let me tell you something. I don't want to hear nobody saying nothing when old women, older women this age are trying to be action heroes. Because if this motherfucker can do it at 59 years old, a woman could do it at 45. So let's give it up for old bitches tumbling and rumbling too. Anyway, so Ray Fiennes plays the Duke of Oxford. He is determined to like stop World War One, which he kind of doesn't. But that is the plot of this movie Kingsman, which came out in 2021. So basically they use like actual historical characters and weave in this, you know, Hollywood tale of like espionage and like, you know, this secret group of people who are trying to save the world. But the truth part about it is that England, Germany and... Was England, Germany, and Russia were ruled by cousins. So if you don't know anything about like old European, what is that? Nobility, I guess nobility. If you don't know anything about like old British nobility, it was all incest, right? So all like King, like Queen Elizabeth the first and like King Louis the third, all of them was like cousins and fucking cousins and they was having babies and they was inbred and all this shit, but they were just doing it. They were just like swatting, like, you know, their family reunion was basically like, Hey, let's get together and see who's going to marry who so that we can keep a stronghold over these empires. Right. So like the British empire, the Russian empire, the German empire, even the French empire, like, you know, it was like Catherine, a great what all of them, like they all Marie Antoinette, they all were like legit related at some point. And then at some point, the people got tired of the nobility being in charge, all of these inbred relatives controlling all the money and the power. And then he would overthrow them. And then dark forces or like dark money would like help supply them to overthrow. And then they become like super militaristic. And then people would be like, well, we don't like this shit either. I.e. Stalin or Lenin and all of that shit or Hitler. They'd be like, we don't like this shit either. Can we go back to like having a, a, a prince or a king or a queen? And then it was like, no, we're not going to do that because like that really limits the pool of who gets to run shit and make a lot of money. And then they was like, let's try democracy. And so... That's where we are in most European countries now. It's like, let's try democracy or parliament because we don't really want to, like, put too much power in one family. And we know they all just going to fuck each other again like they did back in the day to consolidate power. And then we just all going to be screwed again. And so now in the Kingsman, these three cousins hate each other. So in order to understand why the three cousins go at it in World War One, it's really simple. So Franz Ferdinand, you kind of know he was like the Archduke of Austria. And all we kind of I remember him like getting shot in a parade, like him and his wife both got shot in a parade way before like John F. Kennedy. So they get shot in a parade by a, by a group of young assassins who wanted to like liberate um Bosnia. They And they call themselves Young Bosnia. Right. And so they basically were like, we're tired of this. um nobility rule and we want the people to be in control and so they killed him which when you really think about it it's like see that's the thing about like Kingsman and like in like when we think about the people who are opposing authoritative rule or um monarchy rule that's what i'm looking for monarchy rule they always get depicted in history as being crazy but then then you see yourself as an adult looking at life and being like yeah why do we keep letting the same people rule everything like we should probably turn the shit upside down and then you realize that you would be the bad guy in the movie right like low-key killmonger in in black panther was he was kind of right 
Thanos was a little right. You know what I'm saying? We got too many people on this planet. Like, shit is looking crazy. We're not doing what we need to do. Like, it's better to, like, cut our losses and start over than to just let things run down to the ground, you know? Like, every time I see a movie and it's, like, some eternal or some superhero trying to come save Earth, they're like, well, we want to let man decide. We've been decided and we've been making the wrong decisions. Here you come with your superhero powers and you can actually alleviate some of the pain and suffering and do something about it. And you still want to give it to man to give us a choice. Why do you keep giving us a choice? Because all of us don't have a choice. You're giving some people a choice, not everybody a choice. And the people you keep giving the choices to are the people who have power and money and they are going to choose themselves. Clearly, because there's no reason why in this day and time, 2022, that we should have people who are hungry and starving to death. None. There should be no reason why if you have a problem with a government that you allow all the people who have no control in that government to starve to death. Palestine, Yemen, Syria. We can go on and on. So you keep giving people choices and they keep making the wrong choices. So if I had a superpower, I would be like, listen, I'm giving a choice to the people who have not had a choice. So if you get picked last, you get to pick first now. And then whatever is left for the motherfuckers that have been picking themselves first, you got to deal with it. Ration it out. Ration it out. Why do we keep doing this? Why do we keep letting people who have too much power and control control everything? So then when you see a movie and somebody's like, hey, I'm a young scrappy kid, a.k.a., you know, the dude that killed Franz Ferdinand, 19 year old Guevara Princep, a member of Young Bosnia, when he's like, yo, we want to we want to get rid of this fucking monarchy because we out here starving and struggling, then he's a bad guy. I digress. So Franz Ferdinand and his wife got killed in a parade. In Sarajevo, right? And so that effect essentially triggered World War One. So you have on one side France, Russia, and Britain, and then on the other side Germany, Austria, Hungary, and Italy. So when France Ferdinand got killed, Germany had to be like, yo, I'm with my boys. Like, we got a problem. Y'all killed my boys. So now we got to step in and do what we're supposed to do because we're being allies. And so when Germany was like, we're going to step in, then of course, France, Russia, and Britain was like, well, now we got to step in. And then lo and behold, you got. And so the problem here is like now when I'm joking about World War Three is like if, right, if America, Britain, France, Germany were to say, listen, we rocking with Ukraine, then Russia would be like, okay, well, who are allies? China and um Belarus and whoever else is rocking with Russia, then we would have World War Three. That's all it takes. It all it takes is somebody to be a bully and then somebody be like, yo, we're going to challenge this bully. And then all your friends get involved. And next thing you know, it's a whole school playground fight, a.k.a. nuclear war, people, radiation, men, women and children dead. And that is just too easy of a trigger for me. Like the fact that it could be that simple is like Putin saying, I don't like y'all. I'm taking over this land. You ain't gonna do nothing about it. Watch. And then other countries is like, you know what? We're smarter now. We're not going to just send our troops over there. You know what we're going to do? We're going to freeze you out. We're going to block all your money. We're going to kick you out of all of the functions so that y'all can't come. You can't, you can't participate. You can't participate in a world song competition. You know, there's a world song competition in America. We don't even pay attention to that shit because we're so up our own asses. But like everybody else in the world, they'd be really like saving up money, time, going to the studio, rehearsing, practicing, writing lyrics for like the world song competition. And then people vote and the world and then a country is awarded the best, like best song of the world. I'm not making this up. I know there was like an episode of Rick and Morty when it seems like it was like the galactic song competition, but there's actual real world competition. It's really corny and cheesy, but people be going hard for it because you got to understand when you, when your life is like really monotonous and you got something that can like, you know, 
catapult you to fame and stardom, you are into the world song competition. So Rush is kicked out of that. Um, now they're saying they're kick them, kicking them out of a lot of world's um, sporting events. Um, they froze their assets all over the world. A lot of the oligarchs, um, if you don't know what an oligarch is, I know that I'm like jumping all over the place because I'm still kind of like under the weather. But y'all, y'all going to hear this um, fucking haphazard podcast today. So basically, World War One was depicted in the Kingsman. And as I'm watching this, I'm realizing, like I said, on that little like tangent is that it is so interesting how European powers always want to flex their dick. They always want to swing their balls around and they always want to go somewhere where they're not wanted. And they always want to like pull out their weapons and then then call on other people like European powers are like Karens and Walmarts. Right. They do some fucked up shit and then they get challenged and then they call their friends on a manager or the police and now everybody got to die. And I'm tired of that. Like, why do we have to be the victims of that bullshit? Like. World War One, same thing. World War Two, same thing. Everybody got to get involved. And granted, I understand that, yes, Hitler was absolutely atrocious. And those people needed to be put down because they were killing millions of Jewish people. I am not debating that. But y'all, who, 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 let, him, who let him get there in the first place? Y'all, y'all didn't realize the nigga was crazy from jump? Like, y'all just be like, oh, we're going to mind our business. We're going to mind our business. Oh, it's not that bad. It's not that big a deal. It wasn't until they was like, yo, he's like burning people up alive, like gassing them and putting them in ovens. And they was like, oh, shit. Like, you, we shouldn't be able to, like, ignore bad behavior at all. And the fact the part, the fuck the part about it is we still ignore bad behavior still to this day. And I'm not saying we as America, I'm saying we as human beings, because now with social media, we see that countries do devastating things to oppressed communities or third world countries. You know, there's there's bloodshed, there's bombings every single day. Just last week when everybody was talking about Ukraine and Russia, the U.S. bombed Somalia. The U.S. sent drone strikes in and in, in blew up parts of Somalia. Four days ago, the U.S. carried out its first airstrike strike in Somalia since August. They're targeting the Al-Shabaab. Is that I saying it right? They tar- the strike targeted the Al-Shabaab militants who attacked allied Somali source security forces. So, so basically Somalia is our ally and we're saying that we know that you have some insurgents, some militants who are trying to up in shit. So we just going to send over some drones and just like blow up some shit. And it's like, you want to send bombs, but you're not sending food. You're not sending money for infrastructure. None of that shit. You just want to help them blow up somebody who's trying to take over. And it, it's a little bit complicated. I get it. But like, also you realize if you do provide countries, especially developing countries with money for infrastructure and food, that you will kind of like quell a lot of this like insurgency. Because what happens is if the country's doing bad and everybody's down bad and hungry and poor and not working, then you have a group of militants who are like, yo, this shit is bullshit. Like we should take over and make the shit better. But if the shit is working right, then you minimize people's um, furor and then you have less conflicts. But no, they don't want to make people self-sufficient. They don't want to make people enabled and grow and healthy and strong. They just want to make them good enough to be alive, right? It's like, oh, I just, just enough. It's just enough. That's what America does with other countries that it sixes business in. We just give them just enough so that they can go day to day. They're not going to thrive, but they're still here. And I feel like we should just do more, right? We spend so much money on our political 
powers. We spend so much money on our military might, but we don't invest in human beings. Like there's no reason why people should be homeless in America. None. If every homeless person was housed, there would still be affordable housing and available units here in America based on the real estate market. But we don't do that. Like the fact that we can look at homeless people and be like, get your shit together. Like it's crazy to me. Like the homelessness problem in Los Angeles is bananas to the point where people are so desensitized to it. And, you know, when I walk around, um, I definitely if I'm like going for a walk with my dog, I always I always keep money on me. I always keep like dollar bills and five dollar bills. So when I see somebody, I'm like, especially if I see somebody digging in the garbage, I'll just be like, here, here's like five dollars. Like, please go get something to eat. You know, I've have. I've come across homeless men in my neighborhood who are like sleeping. And I just like, if I have a bottle of water, I'll just like leave a bottle of water by them. Cause it's like, if I have old sneakers, I'll put my old sneakers out in the box so that they can get them because it's like, yo, like how, how much of a like cold hearted snake do you have to be to look at somebody who's homeless and be like, damn, you fucked up. And then when you really think about it, it's like, I think I read an article that says like 70% of people who are homeless or unhoused were actually a part of the foster care system. And so then you really, then you got to dig back even deeper and go further back and be like, well, how did the system fail these people? And the system fails people all the time, all the time. Okay. I'm getting off track. So Kingsman, so Kingsman really was, you know, a creative license on World War One and the things that brought us to that point, which basically was three cousins who hated each other and they had to step in on the sides that they had aligned themselves with themselves with. And Rasputin was in the bitch and it's just like all this other stuff, yada yada yada, World War One, which brought me to Putin and our current situation with World War Three, on, on the cusp of World War Three. If you don't know, Putin was a KGB agent. He is the king of spying espionage. So I watched this really good documentary um, entitled Citizen K. And it's a story about like this regular guy who became like a money guy. Like when the Cold War ended and, and you know, the Soviet Union crashed and private citizens were able to kind of take over and start their own business. And it was like, it really was interesting because it went from being this like oppressed communist country to like capitalism on steroids. And then that created the oligarchs. And so Putin, seeing that now this was not the Cold War USSR Russia anymore, he aligned himself and basically went in and strong armed his way to presidency. And so he took over the country and he's been in office for over 20 years. And he still treats it as though it's the USSR. So imagine somebody who's stuck in time, who's like, yo, I want to take this country back to glory. And so he's essentially, ever since he's been in office, what he's done is he uses money, power, and influence to influence other countries and governments. And so when you hear about a lot of countries freezing the assets and sanctioning Russian businessmen, oligarchs, and Putin's money, what we understand now through the release of like a lot of leaked papers is that... Russia, under Putin, would spend millions, if not billions, on influencing other countries. They, and this is all out there, you can see for yourself. 
Um, if you look at like the Panama Papers, what they do is they take a lot of the money that they get. So basically Putin handpicks certain people that he fucks with, businessmen, and they'll be at the head of like the oil company or the head of the bank in Russia. And then they cut deals with Putin so that he's like, y'all can keep a lot of money. Y'all give me a lot of money off the books. And then, of course, we got to hide our money so that it doesn't come back to us. So they hide this money in offshore accounts. And these offshore accounts all over the country, they buy a property. They invest in political candidates such as here in America which is why the GOP sounds so crazy talking about Putin is not a bad guy because a lot of them have been paid off, some Democrats as well. I'm not going to say one side over the other, but a lot of dark money has definitely been exchanged um, and poured into campaign elections and all that stuff. I eat with Trump. So when Hillary Clinton said Trump was a, a Russian asset, she was right. We know that now. We've been knew that, but now we can't deny it. So I know that you may not care about Ukraine and Russia, but like there is a lot of fallout that can potentially happen. Even if we don't have World War Three, there's a lot of fallout that can happen when it comes to money. And I've been saying this forever. War is one thing. But when you cut somebody off economically, that's when you see the real the real ramifications, right? So now that Russia's money is going to be cut off, that means the people of Russia are not going to have access to their money. That means banks are going to close up because they cannot guarantee the the, the dollar value because the money that they have in offshore accounts is not accessible to them anymore. Pay, people's paychecks probably not going to be paid. Now, you know, the stock market is not going to um, acknowledge Russian money, Russian companies. So it's it. And then, you know, now you see the trickle down effect. If this country has been oiling and greasing the palms of of tech companies, Facebook, they've invested in Facebook, they've invested in Twitter, these shell companies that come from Russian money. If they have been doing this, right, and they have been essentially propping up conservative candidates all over the world, not just here in America with Trump and all these other fucking dum-dums out here who are saying that Putin is not a bad guy, but in Canada, right, if you look at all the countries right now that have like an uptake in conservative, not Republican, but conservative candidates who are like, kick out all of the immigrants get rid of trans people get rid of this get rid of that like they're just mimicking what has been they're being compensated and paid for so when the money dries up that's when things get really ugly that's when things get really ugly so i know you may not care about russian and putin and i've been talking about it for way too long right now but trust me when i say it's about to get ugly because the curtain is being pulled back and when this money dries up and they're not able to access it, that's when it turns into a, a wild animal. That's when it turns into survivor mode because they're like, you taking my money? See, Putin don't care about killing people. He don't care about killing his own people. He don't care about killing anybody else in the world, but he wants his money. And that's why like greed and all that shit is crazy. And I say I stand by that. Like nobody should have a billion dollars. A billion dollars makes you forget all humanity, all sympathy, empathy. A billion dollars makes you think you are a god on this planet. And nobody should have a billion dollars. I don't care who it is, black, white, or other. Like it is just a waste of money. That money can help other people who are truly in need, who truly need money, who truly need medical care, who truly need education. And it should not be sitting for you, sitting waiting for you in a fucking bank account in the Canary Islands or on some fancy fucking yacht where you gotta like you know have the bridge demolished just to put that shit out to the fucking open seas that's Jeff Bezos or Bezos he he constructed a yacht that is so big that the port city that it's in has to tear down an ancient bridge and he offered to pay for it so he had money for a, a, a hella expensive yacht and to tear down and rebuild an ancient bridge that's the type of shit we don't need 
that's the type of shit we don't need. And I know God is looking at us like these fucking idiots. Like this is not what I put them there for. Like they just, they just skipped over all the simple stuff that's right there in front of them. If it was a snake with a bitch you in the nose, take care of each other. They can't do that, but they want to build a fucking expensive ass yacht. Yo man, I can't wait to drown this planet. I think that's a God. That's God saying he looking at us like, yo, I can't wait to drown this planet. I'm gonna let them, I'm going to let them fuck up a little bit more. So when I come back, they can't even argue it. Like by the time God come back and rapture us, we're going to be like, you know what, God, you right. You right. We was fucking up. You right. You right. We deserve it. Let me get my snorkel gear because I'm about to be floating, floating on. Right. Oh, it's a fire. It's not water. Oh, the next time it's fire. Oh, damn, that hurts. Why can't that be water? I feel like I'd rather die drowning then die burning up like the burning up is who who wants to be slow roasted to salvation not me uh-uh no 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 god can you just hit us a water again and why you gotta be so painful why can't you just snap your fingers like thanos and just snatch us up why we gotta be burnt up alive that's crazy Oh, and I know, I know when the rapture happens, he's going to snap his finger like Thanos and the people who are good going to go disappear to heaven. Everybody that's left got to stay here and fucking fight the wildfires and prove themselves and hopefully get that second, that second trip, that second, that second round to, to heaven. But come on, God, fire. That's a lot. Don't you, don't you love us, God? All right. So that's enough of my European, um, European political talk. All them niggas is crazy. In conclusion, all them niggas is crazy. They fighting over shit that don't make no fucking sense. They want to money, power, respect. And it's like, nobody cares about all of that. Like, nobody cares about all that. Just fucking eat your goddamn sausages and drink your beer and, and chill out. Like, why are you why are you so mad? Why are you so upset? And it's so crazy because, you know, when you think about, like, white supremacy and imperialism and colonialism, like, always want to tell brown people and black people that we savages. And then we sit here looking at you on our social media feeds being like, for what? Pourquoi? Et tu? Come on. Why are you trying to nuclear bomb? Like, Putin, if you're trying to nuclear bomb us, that's nuts. Like, do you know what radiation does to people? Like, what you going to be left with? What are you going to be left with? If you blow up everybody with nuclear bombs, first of all, there should not be nuclear bombs. I know I've already said that I'm not going to go down that, down that path again, which brings me to the show, The Wheel of Time. So as I was like recuperating, I was watching The Wheel of Time. It's on Amazon. They spend a grip of money because they're trying to like create like a Lord of the Rings thing and it's based on a book series. And I always marvel at people who buy, who write like these fantasy books, sci-fi shit, because it's like, how do you come up with these languages? How do you come up with these words? Like, I don't know you truly got to be like tapped into like another source to be coming up with these concepts. Like even the chick that wrote Harry Potter, even though she's fucking crazy and racist and shit. But like she, you know, to come up with all of this like fantasy land, that's really impressive. So the Wheel of Time is a new series on Amazon. I watched the whole thing and it was so interesting is that it's basically based on like a, a group of women who technically are like witches but basically they're women who can tap into the power like the one power the source the energy that like controls the world and they can use that power for good um and the reason why only women could do it is because when men tap into it unless they're like the chosen one like only the chosen man can tap into it but if any other man taps into it he automatically goes crazy and it's evil so there's a lot that's funny there because it's like women essentially are like ruling the world um, or have the power to save the world and men are always trying to fuck up the world. That's what I took away from 
um, the wheel of time. And it feels parallel to what we're going through right now, because I feel like at this point, every male leader around the globe should be like, you know what? We tried this shit and it ain't working out. Let's give it over to the women and see how it goes. Because I'm telling you, I feel like if there was more women leaders, we would not be going through all of this shit at all, at all. Women know how to manage conflict. We know how to deal with kids. We know how to deal with attitudes. We know how to deal with egos. We know how to make you feel good, pat you on the head, tell you you're great, and go sit down somewhere. Like, we need more women leaders. So it's a really good watch if you enjoy that sort of stuff. It's very much sci-fi. It's multiracial and diverse. Even though I have a little bone to pick, and I'm not going to really pick it. It's not a big bone, but it just feels like the like some of the men who are like straight up low down dirty dogs who are like really brutal in this series are black. I, it's just two of them. So I, I I will reserve that criticism for season two. We'll see how they do, but I'm not, I'm just saying it. It was interesting that they were like doing the most. Um, but the chick Rose Roseman Pike, the chick that that's from um. Gone Baby, Baby Gone, is it Gone Baby? Gone Girl, Gone Girl. And that show, I care a lot. Like, she is good. She's a good actress. So she's like the main enchanted woman who is on a mission to find the person who can, like, take down the dark forces. And, you know, it's interesting because we watch dark force movies all the time. It's always the light versus dark, the good versus bad versus bad. But then when we look at life and we deal with people like, you know, Putin, et cetera, we never could just say like, this person's a dark, evil, evil spirited person, but we can identify in movies. But when you see it in real life, we're like, Oh, it's a politician. Oh, they're so strategic. Oh, it's like, nah, the nigga's dark and dangerous. I'm sorry. I keep going back to Putin. I just, I don't know why I just keep going back to Putin. Okay, fine. Moving on. Here's a fun fact about me. It has nothing to do with nothing. I cannot remember dates and times. Oh. I know. It's bad. I just can't. I just can't. I can't remember dates and times. And I don't know what to do about it because really, I mean, I'm not really stressed about it. I don't really care. But I was talking to my best friend and I was telling her like, you know, she was like, do you remember when this happened? I was like, I remember when it happens, but I don't remember when it happens. Like I remember the scenario and the people involved, but like, if you tell me what year it was, I just have to take your word for it. And I know it's called something, but I do not know dates and time, like dates specifically years. I cannot tell you. Um, the only reason why I remember that I moved here in 2020 is because it was 2020 and that's like rhythmic and it's like easy, like, okay. But if it's like a 2021 or 2017 or 1997, I don't remember nothing. I remember when I graduated high school and when I started college and when I graduated college, cause those are like cemented years in my mind and they also four years apart. But anything after that, anything in my childhood, my teenage years, I cannot tell you nothing that happened specifically to a year. I don't know. I can tell you something that happened around a song. Like if I hear a song that was a part of a memory in my past, sure. But then when you get older, you realize that those songs, songs don't attach to memories anymore. That's why when you're older, you listen to old songs because you are reliving your childhood and your youth and your adolescence and your fun and the time you didn't give a fuck. But when you start paying bills and mortgages and your body start breaking down and your back aching, your tooth is broken and all that shit, you ain't sitting here listening to no fucking soundtrack of the present music to connect those memories to. So I don't know shit. I don't remember nothing. Here is a Twitter kerfuffle that's been percolating here's a scenario a woman's at her bachelorette party there's a male stripper 
the male stripper drizzled chocolate sauce on his penis and she um, opened her mouth and received a, a dribble of the chocolate syrup off the tip of his penis. Her sister took a video of said activity and sent it to the future husband. Future husband canceled, ghosted his fiance after receiving that video. People want to know who is wrong in that scenario. Is it the bride-to-be or is it the sister? Now, I'm going to tell you why it's the sister. And they say the backstory of the sister was she got demoted from, like, maid of honor or matron of honor to, like, just a bridesmaid. First of all, if you can't avoid it, stop having bridal parties. I know, I know this sounds crazy, but truly stop having bridal parties because never in the history of marriages, weddings, etc., have bridal parties been copacetic from the door somebody always flakes somebody always drops out somebody starts an argument somebody don't want to pay for their dress and unless you have money to pay for all of your bridesmaids dresses hair makeup jewelry shoes so they have no excuse don't fucking have a bridal party don't do it because all the men got to do is rent a suit and they throw that shit back out the end the matter of fact groomsmen will wear the suit for the wedding and by the time you get to the reception they got on their jordans and their jeans and a blazer is tucked to the back of their seat they don't care they out there they party and they fucking mad bitches they don't have no obligations they plan one thing a party with them all of their dudes maybe go somewhere tropical if not go to vegas or miami get some strippers go rent an airbnb do some drugs drink some alcohol eat some wings that's it they don't they ain't got to have no introspective conversation they don't have the weight wager whether or not the friendship is real but women always can make things complicated okay so for the record if you were at a bachelorette party confiscate all phones there should be no evidence of the activity there the sister was dead wrong for sending that to the husband she knew what she was doing just because you got demoted sis you probably did something that got you demoted did you do your your matron of only duties probably not so now you mad now you mad because you're just a regular bridesmaid i'm telling you don't have bridal parties. So this is a tweet. Damn, man ghosted his fiance on their wedding day because she had a bachelorette party and a video was sent to him from her sister of the male stripper having chocolate drip off his private part into her mouth. But the bachelorette and bachelorette party is supposed to, it's, it's for you to get your last kicks off. But see, men don't want to think that women can get their last rocks off on a bachelorette party. So he's probably, you know, distraught. But what were you doing at your bachelorette party? That's what I want to know. I know y'all wasn't sitting there reading books and, and, and crocheting and scarves and shit. Sir, what were you doing? What were you doing? What were you doing? If it was a woman at a, at, and stripping at a male bachelor party and, and she was dripping chocolates off, of, off her, her titty nipples into his mouth, y'all were like, no, that was just fun. If you can't expect debauchery and deballs at your loved one's bachelorette party, Y'all don't need to have a bachelorette party or a bachelor party, both on same sides. If you thinking these niggas is just going to hold hands and listen to um, motivational rappers, you shouldn't have it. You're not mature enough to be married. Bachelor bachelorette parties are for debauchery. That is the whole intent for you to get your last kicks and giggles out before you lock it down for holy matrimony until eternity and if you don't expect that to happen you are delusional but furthermore the sister was dead ass wrong because she should not have recorded her sister having her fun and she should not have sent it to the brother regardless of how petty she was feeling so in this case i'm saying that the sister the sister you understand me the sister was wrong
Thank you. The girls are fighting. No. <laughs> Is anybody else write to-do lists? Like I'm a big to-do list person. Does anybody else like use and I'm a big index card to-do list person. Matter of fact, it's really interesting because this Friday I'm going to be performing at Wild on Planners Convention in Anaheim, California. I was scheduled to perform two years ago when it was supposed to be in San Diego, I believe. Um, but COVID happened and every year this convention sells out. And I remember my, uh, my agent hit me up and was like, Hey, do you want to be, um, like, do you want to perform at this con- conference for planners? And I was like, sure. And I'm thinking like city planners, like infrastructure planners. And I was like, what kind of planners? She was, Oh no, 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 no. Like, like weekly calendar planners. Like it's a group of people who come together every year. They pay buy tickets, they're speakers, it's like a three-day event, and they come and they talk about their planner books, they talk about how better to organize your life, talk about, you know, you can go and buy stickers and pens and all the things to, like, decorate your planners, and I looked it up, and it's like, it's a real business, it's a real industry, and it makes millions of dollars a year, because women love to be organized, right, and men do too, but, like, women really, like, and so they announced me two years ago, when I was supposed to perform there in 2020 and then it was like all of a sudden I got followed by so many people like you know nurse planner planning nurse mama planner planner this planner that planner this this and that every name that started following me on Instagram had planner in it one thing about Los Angeles is always a helicopter I don't know why there's always a helicopter always a fucking helicopter anyway so I said okay sure I would I'll I'd love to do it. Like, it feels kind of like catchy to me, but like, oh, this could be fun. And then I low key realized, I was like, bitch, you were one of them people. You'd be writing down everything. You'd be organizing. You'd be color coding. I got color markers and I'll be highlighting shit. Like, I'm going to be with my people on Friday. So if you are going to be attending the Wild on Planners event at Anaheim, I will see you there this Friday. I'll be performing um, stand up comedy. And I hope to meet you there. Say hello. How you doing? Um, and if you are interested about it, check out Wild on Planners on Instagram. And they have a convention every single year, but they really be doing it. So that's what I'm going to be at this week. And I'll be interested to see how I do because I haven't been on stage in a while. So I'm excited. I'm really going to work on my set and get my shit together. I'm not going to go up there and bomb for no 20 fucking minutes. And um, it will kick off my reintroduction to stand-up comedy because I have been laying low for various reasons, work, COVID, health, etc. So that's where I would be on Friday. And um, other than that, I'm chilling. I'm taking my time. I'm healing, taking care of myself, eating right. Me and my deaf dog out here chilling. Winnie, you know, she's a light of my life. So um I appreciate each and every one of you for listening, tuning in, supporting me as always. And I will be chatting with y'all next week. Um, Tim, would you like to come up and say goodbye to the people? For what? 